79 West Vista, helping her husband make his annual selection of camping equipment, you'd never suspect that the only outdoor sport she really loves is her husband. But, but here at Abercrombie and Snyder's, where you can get anything from poker dice to elephant traps, we find Fibber McGee and Molly. Now, let me see. What else do I need? Well, I can't think of a thing, dearie. You've got a mattress that you blow up and a camp stove that blows itself up. Oh, my gosh, a camp stove. That's what I need. Hey, bud, is anything new in camp stove? Oh, yes, indeed, sir. We have a new post-war models now. Oh. Built-in egg timer, fish scaler, bathing suit dryer, and corn popper. Solid steel only weighs 97 pounds. 97 pounds? How could anybody carry a stove like that? Well, that's what makes this stove so unique, madam. You don't have to carry it. The legs are on clockwork hinges, and it walks along behind you from camp to camp. <laughs> it can also be speeded up to chase rabbits. <laughs> Let me see one of them. Well, I'm afraid we'll have to wait until 2.30, sir. Mr. Abercrombie, our president, is cooking his lunch on it. What time is it now? About half past. Look, McGee. <laughs> if you're going to sleep out in the open, how about a mosquito net? A net for mosquitoes? Not me, Snooky. I can catch them things with my bare hands. <laughs> hey, bud. Sir. Look, I'm taking a two-week float trip in the Ozark Mountains, fishing and hunting. I'm starting at Naked Joe, Missouri, and ending up at Powderhorn, Arkansas. You got any suggestions? And you can skip the one about staying home. I've tried that. <laughs> well, now let me see, sir. How about a nice bobsled? We have one with ball-bearing steering gear and chromium nameplate. Sells for only $722. Why on earth would anyone want a bobsled in Missouri in the summer? I don't know, madam, but I get a bonus of $100 if I sell it. <laughs> and with $100, I could get my mother out of jail. <laughs> What's she in jail for, Buster? Oh, she's just a thoughtless little bobby soccer, bless her heart. She's always going around socking bobbies. <laughs> Oh, by the way, sir, how about hip boots? Need any hip boots, dearie? Yours leak in seven places. Gee, do they really? Yeah, don't you remember? You call them your seven-leak boots? <laughs> uh, you got any good hip boots, bud? No, sir, but next week we expect some in. Good ones, too. Mm -hmm. They have a double sole with four ounces of water sealed in. Mm -hmm. That gives you the squish without the discomfort. <laughs> You've got about everything you need, McGee. Just add those items up, sir, and let us know what the bill is. You got everything there, bud? The fishing rod, the air mattress, the combination can opener and spud flasher, the waterproof matchbox and the compass? Yes, sir, but are you sure you want this kind of a compass? This is the kind you draw circles with. I know that. I find I always travel in circles anyway. <laughs> well, this time I'm going to mark the map beforehand. Get me my bill, bud. Yes, sir, and if I'm not back immediately, I'll be back of the elevators sneaking at smoke. <laughs> Honest, lad. <laughs> Look, Molly, why don't you change your mind and come on this fishing trip with me? My gosh, you'll have a wonderful time. No, thank you, dearie. I'll spend the two weeks cleaning the living room curtains and papering the bedroom. You just... Oh, for goodness sake. Hello there, Millicent. How do you do, my dear? Good day, Mr. McGee. Hi, Clarkie. Buying some sporting equipment? They got some wonderful underwater goggles here. Great for finding that last butter knife when you're washing the dishes. <laughs> no, I just came in to get Mr. Carstairs a birthday present, Mr. McGee, an archery set, I think. He's always wanted a bow and some arrows. Has he a quiver, uh, Millicent? For a while, when he first gets up, my dear. 
Bridget, a few cups of black coffee usually stops it. Did uh, you ever try archery, Mr. McGee? <laughs> Not since he was a little boy, Millicent. He played Cupid in a school play and shot the principal in the left flank with an arrow. <laughs> and anybody that thinks Cupid is a symbol of love should have seen him chasing me with a chair leg. You going away this summer, Millicent? Oh, yes. We expect to spend a few weeks at our hunting lodge in Maine. Oh. Such a grand place to relax, you know. Why, some evenings, and this is quite confidential, my dear, some evenings we do not even dress for dinner. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Days, you hear that, McGee? Up there in Maine, they really rough it. Better not let down too much, Carsey. First thing you know, your husband will be coming in in a t-shirt, in a t-shirt to tea. <laughs> How big a shack you got up there, kid? Oh, it's just an old log cabin, Mr. McGee. Mahogany logs, of course. <laughs> well, mad. Twenty-five rooms, not counting the conservatory and game room. Swimming pool, landing strip, boathouse, formal garden, and a 19-hole golf course. A 19-hole course? A golf course don't have more than 18, Carsey. Oh, really? Well, I don't play golf myself. But Mr. Carstairs is always telling about taking eight or ten shots to get out of the trough on the 19th. <laughs> uh, are you going away this summer, my dear? I'm trying to get her to go on a boat trip with me for some fishing, Carsey, but she don't want to go. Sir. Oh, I have so many things to do here, McGee. You'll have fun going by yourself. Uh, do you fish, Millicent? No, but I'm a rather good with a shotgun, my dear. You must go out sometime and shoot skeet with me. Oh, I'd love to, Millicent. You shoot them and I'll cook them, Molly. <laughs> I got a recipe for broiled skeet that I've used for years. <laughs> Ain't they delicious, Carsey? Simply delightful, Mr. McGee. <laughs> and no bones. <laughs> well, I must be getting on. Have a nice summer, both of you. Good day. <laughs> Pumping up this air mattress to see the leaks anyway. Listen. Oh, I don't hear any leaks. Look, why don't you go on this trip with me, Molly? You like to fish. I'd like yeah, to... Yeah, but I don't like sleeping on the ground, dear. Oh. I like to get close to nature, but not that close. <laughs> you take this trip along. Oh, well, gee, who's Besides, you? I have so many things to do around the house. Paper the bedroom, clean the curtains, and the... Come in. Oh, hello there, Dr. Gamble. Do come in. Hi, Molly. Hello, Bulgey. What's the bicycle pump for? Gonna put the tube in your mouth and inflate your ego? No, Errol Smith. If you would use those faded blue eyes of yours for something besides winking at nurses, you'd see that I'm pumping up this air mattress. He's going on a fishing trip through the Ozarks, Doctor. Are you going with him, Molly? Or do you welcome the interlude of peace and quiet with a little boom face out of your hair? <laughs> well, he wants me to go, Doctor, but I think it would do him good to get off by himself. And not be bothered by having me to look after. Oh, come on, Molly. You're no trouble. I'll bet she's no trouble, Bucklewart. You just want her along. You only want her along because she can cook. By yourself, you'll come home with three crappies and dispatch her. <laughs> oh, is that so? Well, I'm a pretty good camp cook myself, that's so. I remember one time up in Alaska, I took two wild ducks, skinned them, wrapped them in clay, and buried them in hot coals for three hours. You remember that, Molly? Indeed I do, dearie. And I'll bet it. they would have been delicious, too. What do you mean, would have been? I couldn't remember where I buried them. <laughs> as far as I know, they're still cooking. You going somewhere away, somewhere for a vacation or somewhere away, Doc? 
No, I think I'll spend the summer in a nice, air-cooled movie. I've tried going to summer resorts, but somebody always finds out I'm a doctor, and from there on, I'm working again. Okay. Next time I register at a summer hotel, it will be as Ignat Jagafreon, a sculptor. Why a sculptor, doctor? Can you imagine anyone getting a sculptor up in the middle of the night to do grandma's torso in granite? <laughs> Certainly not. Well, have a nice trip, McGee. It'll do you good to get away from humanity for a while. Mm. Not that I have anything against humanity, except that there are too many people mixed up in it. <laughs> See you in the fall. Come on, Doc. My, isn't he a sweet old character? Yeah, Doc's a great guy. Only thing is he... Listen, is that mattress leaking? No, dear, you're leaning on the bicycle pump. Huh? Oh. <laughs> For a minute, I thought it was leaking. And... Hello, folks. Hey, I hear you're going on a fishing trip, pal. Yes, he is, Mr. Wilcox. He's leaving in just a little while. Going to take a float trip, Junior, with Walter Bale. Starting from Naked Joe, Missouri, and ending up at Powderhorn, Arkansas. Float down the river, camping and fishing all along the way. Gee, that sounds like fun. No rowing, eh? Nary a row, Junior. Just sit there on your big air mattress and let the river do the work. <laughs> You going any place this summer? I am going to the Garden Spot of America, pal. Racine, Wisconsin. Is Racine so beautiful, Mr. Wilcox? It is to me, Molly. There is no prettier sight in the world than a full-grown paycheck. <laughs> and mine are grown right there in Racine. Incidentally, I picked up a note from the office about the Summer Johnson Wax Show. Fred Waring and his Pennsylvanians are taking over. Isn't that marvelous? I think Fred Waring is simply wonderful. Don't you, McGee? Yeah, he's good. <laughs> well, he has one of the best shows on the air, barring none. Yeah, he, he's good. Well, don't you think he has a great show, pal? Yeah, he, he's good. I think everybody likes uh, Fred Waring's program. Most everybody. <laughs> he always does a great show. He relies quite a bit on music, though. <laughs> Why, certainly he does. He's a fine musician. And he gets off some pretty smart remarks between numbers, too. Oh, yeah? Well, if he's such a hot musician, why don't he stick to his music? I play the mandolin, too, myself, Junior. But do I set myself up as a great musician? Do I try to muscle in onto somebody else's racket? Do I try to... Why, McGee? Why are you so resentful? Say, pal, could it be that you're a little worried? Why, what could I be worried about? What if Racine should get the idea that wearing's better than McGee? It's bibble. <laughs> I can always get a job. Doing what, Jerry? Why, I could always... Somebody might want to... Well, if worse comes to worse, there's, there's always the ice wagon. I mean, I... Hey, Jimmy, you going to announce the summer show? No, Waring comes on from New York, and Bill Bivens is the announcer. Oh, Bill Bivens, a fine announcer. One of my favorites. See, really? Oh, she's always. <laughs> he's always talked about Bill Bivens, Jr., and you know what? No. I understand he can pronounce all the big words, like linoleum. Ah, <laughs> uh, so what? I can pronounce linoleum. Linoleum. Oh, anyway, that's not so important. What is important, Mr. Wilcox? Well, the important thing is that he knows about the product. See, I'd hate to think of a job like this in the hands of a guy who didn't know about Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. Oh, they'll probably tell him that. Imagine how horrible it would be if Evans didn't know that glow coat requires no rubbing or buffing. They'll tell him. That it shines as it dries. Oh, I know that. you just pour a little out and spread it around and let it dry for 20 minutes or less. I'm sure he left all that information, Mr. Wilcox, before And if he doesn't realize how Johnson's glow coat can bring back the sparkling beauty to worn and tired old Lamolum, Manolum. Look, look, waxy. <laughs> 
Why don't you write him a letter about it? Oh, I did. I sent him a 700-word telegram of instruction. Why, that was a mighty nice thing for you to do, Mr. Wilcox. Well, I figured it was better to be sporting about it. 700-word telegram must cost you a handsome nickel or so, Waxy. No, no, I sent it collect. Ooh. See you in the fall, kids. Good luck. So long, honey. I'm going to finish getting the stuff together, I guess. Now, let me see. Hunting knife, fishing tackle, mattress, camp stove, comic book. You sure you won't go with me, Molly? No, thank you, dearie. It's nice of you to want me along, but I'll stay and stretch the curtains while you go and stretch the budget. Oh, all right, but gee whiz, I wish Come you were here. Hello, folks. Hello there, Mr. Wimple. Hi, Wimple, old man. Hey, you kind of worn out, boy. Oh, I am, Mr. McGee. My lawn sprinkler got broken, and my wife made me run around the lawn in circles all morning with a sprinkling can. I she stood on the steps and flicked my ankles with a bullwhip. Well, that's pretty terrible, Mr. Wimple, but isn't using a bullwhip on you rather flattering? <laughs> I suppose it really is, Mrs. McGee. But it's a pretty face. That's, that's my big old horrid wife. Pretty face is awfully covered with a whip. Can she knock a cigarette out of your mouth at 50 paces, Wim? Oh, she's much better than that, Mr. McGee. One night, there were some cats making a dreadful noise in our front yard, and Sweetie Face leaned out the bedroom window and cracked his whip, and there wasn't another sound all night long. It was just wonderful. She really got those cats, did she, Mr. Wimple? No, she fell out the window. <laughs> Wimp, I predict that one of these days you'll get tired of being pushed around, and you'll let her know who wears the pants in your house. Oh, you so right, Mr. McGee. I've got it all planned out how I'll do it, too. The next time she starts in on me, I'm going to step up on a footstool and look her right in the eye. <laughs> Who do you think you're talking to, I'll say. <laughs> then she'll slap me across the room, and as I fall, I'll knock over the goldfish bowl. And when she runs to pick up the goldfish, I'll grab her compact and fill it full of itching powder. <laughs> I hope it's still good. I've had it for nine years. <laughs> well, Mr. Wimple, you're just in time to say goodbye to himself here. He's going on a two-week camping and fishing trip. From Naked Joe, Missouri, to Powderhorn, Arkansas, went. Foot trip. Molly don't want to go with me. How about you? Oh, I just love it, Mr. McGee. But I don't like to leave Sweetie Face that long. For only two weeks? Yes. I don't like to leave it for only two weeks. If it was for three months, I'd... <laughs> Mr. McGee, have you got time to come over to my house a minute? No, I haven't, Wimp. I'm sorry, but I'm leaving as soon as I load this stuff in the car. Why? Well, just as I left, Sweetie Face was trying to move our big radio, and it fell over on top of it. Goodness oh. me, Mr. Wimple. Is she still under it? Yes. Ooh. But it's tuned to NBC, so she won't miss Bob Hope and Fibbing. Oh, she's heard everything we said. This is awful. I've got to go now. See you now, Pack, Molly. I've got enough equipment in that jalopy to take me to Tibet and back. <laughs> I believe in taking everything I need when I go fishing. Sure, you got everything, dearie. Absolutely. I checked it off on my list as I packed it. Well, what's all that stuff on the piano? Oh, that's just my fishing tackle that I want. Oh, my gosh, my fishing tackle. Thanks, kid. Don't mention it. Look, you've still got time to change your mind and come with me. How about it? Why don't You're you go? It's sweet to want me to come, dearie, but I'm going to welcome a quiet two weeks to get a few things done around here. Mm. But as soon as you get to uh, undress Joseph, Missouri... You send me a postcard. No, no, no. It's Naked Joe, Missouri. I showed it to you on the map. I know, and that's one reason I'm staying home. Huh? That's not a very ladylike place to start a fishing trip from. 
Now it's Mr. Come in. Oh, Mary Latrivia. Hello, Your Honor. Hello, Molly. How are you, McGee? Great, Mr. Great. You've just been time to wish me luck on my fishing trip. Going on a fork trip from Naked Joe Moe. Leaving in a few minutes. Well, I hope you both have a wonderful time. Oh, I'm sure we will, Your Honor. I'm going to stay home and relax. Very intelligent of you, I'm sure. By the way, who's doing the summer show for Johnson's West? Wearing Pennsylvanians, with a great outfit. They'll be on for 15 weeks. It'll be wearing all summer. <laughs> what do you think it's been all winter? Why, Mr. Mayor, you made a joke. Well, I'm not very proud of it, personally. Jokes about a man's name are always very clever to the person who perpetrates them, but pretty old hat to the one whose name it is. You mean Fred Waring? In this case, yes. Did you ever meet him, Mr. Mayor? No, I never had that pleasure. Then what right have you got to make remarks about his clothes? I didn't make any remark about Mr. Waring's clothes. Oh, yes, you did. You said his hat was pretty old. I beg your pardon. I said nothing of the sort. I said jokes about a man's name are pretty old hat. A guy and with that... a name that Fred Waring has got has got a right to wear any kind of a hat that he wants to, Latrivia. He'd still be a wonderful showman if he wore a muck lux and a beanie just because he... Now, look here, McGee. I think you're deliberately trying to embroil me in an argument, and I am there not... There can't going... be any argument about criticizing the hat of a complete stranger, Mr. Mayor. No. This is a democracy, and if a man chooses to wear an old hat... I like... didn't say that Mr. Hat was wearing an old Waring. <laughs> I mean, if he wants to lead his hat in an old van, wear his bat hand in the van... Now, look, I was... Now, console yourself, Mr. Console yourself. Don't shout at my wife. I was not shouting at your wife. I was not shouting at your wife. I was only trying to explain that I made no reference whatever to Mr. Waring's hat. I was merely utilizing a certain slang expression. When you say something is old hat, it means that it's all too familiar. Have I made myself clear? Yes, but you might be a little more careful about indulging in personalities, he said. A man's hat is his own business, and an old hat... Oh, for heaven's sake, stop it. You know very well that I didn't intend to happen to Mr. Hatting's reference. <laughs> reference to Mr. Warren's reefer. A riffle. A hassle. When I said that an old band leader has a hat, an old hat has a... You stated that nobody would try to do anything. I was... We were... You... I... McGee? <laughs> yes? <laughs> I'm sorry I won't be at Naked Joe, Missouri to see you off. That's nice of you, Mr. Miller. Oh, thanks, sir. That's all right. It's an old dream of mine to see you floating down the river. <laughs> well, have a pleasant summer. Well, I guess I'd better be getting started, Molly. What time is it? About half past. Great. That ought to get me to Naked Joe, Missouri, about daylight. Now, look, why don't you throw some stuff in the suitcase and come along? It'll be an awful lonesome drive without you. No, thank you, sweetheart. I'm glad you want me along, but with the bedroom to be papered and the living room curtains to be washed and all Who's that? I thought everybody was in. <laughs> come in. Mr. McGee. Yes? You have 65 cents for me. I have a telegram for you from a relative. How do you know it's from a relative, son? It's collect. <laughs> Here, Molly, you read it. I want to check over my list and see if I packed everything. All right. Now, just a minute, boy. There may be an answer. Okay. Oh, heavenly days, McGee. Listen. Huh? It's from Cousin Salvador. What? He says, I'm bringing wife and seven children to spend summer with you. Oh. Please wire prepaid most convenient time for arrival. Oh. That does it, McGee. I'm coming with you. Huh? Hold everything. I'll be packing ten minutes.
How much you say I owe for this, bud? Sixty-five cents, Mac. Here you are, bud. Here's a dollar for yourself. That was nice timing. Well, you told me to be here at exactly half the past, so I've done it. Thanks, Mac. <laughs> McGee, you're a dirty old tenizer. And if you'd learned to cook, you wouldn't have to stoop to things like this. Hey, my, hurry up, come on. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of everybody on our show and the makers of Johnson's Wax, we want to thank you for another year of your loyal listening. And we know you'll find that Fred Waring and his Pennsylvanians will have a wonderful program with great music for you at this same hour through the summer. Between Fred Waring and Johnson's Wax, you can expect a polished performance. So until October, thank you again and good night. Good night, all. This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax Products for Home and Industry, inviting you to listen in again next Tuesday night when you will hear the Fred Waring Show. When some...